Hello and welcome to Page Parley. This is the show where we speak to authors or experts on creative writing. Today we're speaking to author and founder of the Good Eggs Foundation. My name is Sandy Sharmataro and I am the author of the children's book trilogy, The Good Eggs. And the books teach virtues, diversity, and service. And from that, I grew a nonprofit, the Good Eggs Foundation, that helps kids in need. I'm also a high school teacher. I've been very, very lucky and grateful to have had such a wonderful journey thus far. That sounds wonderful. So you've mentioned the Good Egg books, and I think that's one of the things you're most well known for. Would you mind telling us about how you started writing them, what that process looked like for you. I feel that it was always within me. You know, as a child, I always liked writing. Um, One of my favorite assignments in school was to write a story around our spelling words. So I used to love that assignment. And we would have to read them in front of the class and everybody would like the story. So I just kind of had that bug in me that I liked to write. Well, as I grew up, you know, and had a family and life gets very busy. I didn't actually sit down and write that first book until after my children were grown. And I wanted it to be a teaching book, something that that taught goodness. So I just kind of threw that word around in my head, good, goodness. And I came up with the good eggs. And I said, well, I'm going to make the the characters eggs. I'm going to have three boys and three girls and bright colors and have them um, get into situations where kids situations that kids can understand where they can um, work with, as the first book points out, 12 virtues. So it's 12 chapters in the first book for a dozen. And it starts with understanding. So you've got understanding and forgiveness and gratitude and generosity and 12 in all. And the situations, they're nothing earth shattering, but they're, they're simple situations that a child in elementary school would be able to understand. Mm-hmm. Um, so they work through that first year in their lives. Well, I thought I was going to be done. But once I finished those chapters, I knew I had to take them further. So I took them on a journey around the world. So the second book is called The Good Eggs Travel the World. And they visit 10 countries and they learn all about customs and landmarks and culture. And they meet little eggs around the world and they develop friendships with them. And they learn at the end that the world really is full of good eggs and that people just want the same goodness, the same love, the same respect. Um, to live in peace. Then when they came back from that, I said, well, I got to wrap it up. I have one more to do. And it was keep them in their hometown. And they learned the importance of community service. So that takes um, six chapters, a half dozen, but they learn how to help people right around them. So they help kids in their community. They help the elderly. They help stray animals. They put on a uh, health program for the community. They visit a nature center. So they do um, things within a community that raise awareness and importance on being, you know, just a good citizen to others around you. And in book three, they actually connect their service. They talk to the little eggs that they met in book two. Mm -hmm. And those eggs also implement service in their own communities around the world. And I felt like once I completed that third book, that that was um, the three years in their lives that. Um, kind of could help children learn from them. Do you think that being a teacher, having a background in teaching had an impact on the way that you 
went about writing the books, the way you thought about the books? I believe it did just from the organization standpoint as well. And just from the level of where children are in different grade levels and what they can absorb. That's why I wanted to write for elementary because I felt um, it was important to get these types of concepts early at a young age, because, you know, young kids are so impressionable and they just absorb everything that we say and do. So implementing these good concepts for them, hopefully implements it into their personalities and their way of life. And it just continues and grows with them as they grow. So um, I know that being a teacher, things can be very rushed. You know, we have to get so much in all the time. Um, That's why I wanted to do the month pace you know, September, October, November, so that they get a little nugget each month. And then it kind of slowly absorbs um, within the students um, so that they can absorb it and really take it in and not have everything crammed in one ear out the other kind of thing. This way it could stay with them in their hearts. That's a really interesting way of structuring it to think about meeting the children in a way that they can manage, which uh, I think that's very sensible. Because I see a lot of students who are overwhelmed <laughs> with with things and it's so much and they're so busy and there's just so much on their plates. So I think in small chunks is the best way. From this book, The Good Eggs, grew your charitable work and your foundation. So how do you yes. use the books and your creativity to raise awareness of your foundation? Most of the proceeds from the book sales feed the foundation. So those are connected that way. Um, and that helps us continue our eggings. So actually, the foundation was putting the books into action. I do book shows and we bring awareness to the foundation. We have, you know, posters and boards that we put up when we're doing book shows so that people know when they're purchasing books that um, it's going to help kids in need as well. I'm in some other organizations called Share Detroit. It's like a combined um, conglomerate of many different nonprofits. So we um, reach out to each other and share each other's resources too. That sounds like a wonderful network. Do you find it helpful to have those peers around you when you're trying to do uh, big, big scale things? Very much so because I get a lot of contact information. So for example, in July, um, I just egged a man who builds beds for kids coming out of homelessness And I got his contact through somebody else that I knew that does charitable work. And so that really, you know, helped me out. So we we were able to give him comforters and sheets and pillows to go with the beds that he's going to give to children. So, yeah, the connections are very valuable. It helps me to see the wider community. And, you know, you, you uncover some hidden gems, too. You're like, wow, I didn't know they were doing that. Oh my goodness, that that's amazing. I'm going to egg them, you know, like so things like that and you meet a lot of new friends too. So, yeah, the the networking and connections are invaluable. What messages do you hope to convey with your writing to children and maybe to the adults that are reading the books to the children? To go along with that, Rosie, I'm going to be starting an adult blog, so a parent teacher blog starting in September, so if anyone would like to sign up for that now, then they'll never miss a post. And that's going to journey through the book on an adult level. And they can help their kids as they read the books themselves to kind of point out different aspects of what was going on in the story and just to help reinforce what's what's being learned. So my hope is, like I said before, that it just becomes part of the children, part of who they are, and that they make these connections and they think back because the situations are simple. 
So it's going to affect them. They're going to get their memory jogged like, oh, Benedict was in that situation or Reggie was in that situation. And they're going to connect it and realize they do have tools to cope and tools to learn and tools to understand how to function in the world and create relationships with others. It's all based on the social emotional learning aspect. So you've touched on your parent blog. Would you mind telling us a little bit more about it? What the process of uh, starting to write it or uh, having the idea to write it. Could you tell us a bit about that, please? It's going to start in September and there'll be approximately three posts a month. And they're just going to be very short, one to two minute reads, very short, nothing elaborate so that the parent can, you know, say they're getting up for work in the morning. They can just read it quickly or after work or whenever, and they can just pick up some little nuggets of what's happening. Like for example, the first one's going to start with understanding. So I'll put three different posts. It'll give a little synopsis of what happened in the chapter. And then how do we relate to understanding with our kids? How do we stand under? How do we um, process when they come to us with a problem? Do we just say, oh, don't worry about it. I've been through that, right? Well, that's not what someone wants to hear. They want to hear Tell me what you're feeling. Tell me how I can help me to understand what you're going through. So little nuggets like that, that they can read about. And, you know, the same thing with forgiveness and generosity and kindness and compassion, gratitude and generosity and respect, all the virtues that are highlighted in the book. Your foundation not only uses the books to raise awareness, but you've created animated shorts. What was it like to work creatively with other people to make the animated shorts? That was a ton of work, but I loved every minute of it. So I had to take the chapters of the book and condense them and make a script. So, of course, I haven't done script writing before, so I had to learn how to do that. And I wrote the scripts. And then I had to find characters. Um, So what I did was I drew upon some kids I knew, past students who were already graduated and in college, who were in theater. So I actually contacted them and they were more than happy to do the voiceovers for the characters. And then I actually found a wonderful animator out of Canada. And he was great to work with. He wanted to see my vision, what I thought the characters would look like and and acted and sounded. So it took a very long time to get these all together. And then I had to go put them into a music studio to kind of get all the voices at the same um, equalized, you know, sound. So it was a lot, um, but total joy. And I ended up getting the first book done, all 12 chapters. So I have 12 episodes. And actually, they just got picked up by something here in the United States called the Michigan Learning Channel, and they are affiliated with PBS. So I'm very excited about that. Congratulations. How do you think that others can use their creativity to support the charities and causes that they believe in? Well, there's lots of ways, depending on the person's you know, talents. I always welcome help from social media influencers. Um, so that's one way that we can get the word out. People put on fundraisers too. Um, I've had a woman ask me to do a photography fundraiser because she uh, is a photographer and she wants to do like um, family portraits since these are kind of, you know, for all kinds of families, whatever that structure may look like, uh, family portraits in and part of the proceeds would go toward the foundation. I've had people do a wine tasting 
which was fun as well. He runs a winery and he said, let's do a wine tasting. So we did that. So whatever the talent of the person is, they can make it fit really for any charity that they wanted to support. So a couple of times you've mentioned egging, and that is where you and your group provide people that you believe in what they're doing. uh, You believe in their community spirit. uh, You provide them with some of the resources they might need. Uh, So can you tell us what are some of your favorite stories from egging organizations? The eggings take place once a month. And I've turned it, you know, usually when you say I've been egged means kind of a negative thing, right? When people (laughs) throw eggs at you, but I've tried to turn it into a positive. It's once a month, I will seek out an organization. And I could tell you, I've loved every one of them, but a couple of my highlights, um, I partnered with um, an organization here called Habitat for Humanity, and they had a new... um, family moving in, getting a new start in a home. And they had three children and they didn't have any bedding. So I called the mom and I said, tell me what your children like. So the one boy liked video games, the young little girl liked, um, she wanted something with hearts and pink. And the teenage boy just said plain you know, that when they're a teenager. So um, I had to think of all their personalities and I got all the stuff for all three bedrooms. And we went in there and we made their beds and we, you know, put the um, appliques on the walls and the rooms came out adorable. So the kids, the two younger ones were just jumping on their beds with joy. They were so excited and they were hugging us. And it was just so warm my heart so much. I think that that's all you need is to see that little kid jumping on their bed. So excited. So that was one of my true favorite ones. We did this um, little library, a mini library at the Pope Francis center here. And this little girl um, with special needs picked up the books and her smile went from ear to ear. And it just, just, I could just see her mind working, you know, just the, that smile again, is kind of what I live for, to put that on the kids' faces, bring some joy to them. Um, We've delivered baby monitors. In October, I'm going to help a person here who runs a nonprofit for teenage moms. So um, when she herself was a teenager, she had a child, and she said she received so much support from people around her that she vowed when she grew up she was going to do the same. So she started a charity to help teenage moms. And she told me they are always in desperate need of diapers. So that's what I'm going to do in October. I have her on my list. I'm just going to egg her with a ton of diapers. So, you know, it's, it's different each month. That's what I like about it too. And like I said before, I can meet all kinds of different people doing different things. Do you have any advice for aspiring authors? They might be young children, but they could also be people later in life who are coming to writing and finally having the confidence to give it a try. Well, I would tell you if it's something that's never left you, like it never left me, that you have to give it attention. You have to look at it and explore it. And, you know, if it goes nowhere, it goes nowhere, but at least you tried it, but it might go somewhere. Um, so, and you might fulfill an, an inner need inside of yourself to give back or to um, have your inner creativity come out. It's very, um, very soothing. I find it very soothing to write. And it might even, you know, open your mind to other avenues as well. So I would say if it's with you, still with you, you have to explore it. 
And you never know what'll come from that. Like in my journey, I never thought I'd be this far because one thing keeps leading to another. So that's what I like. And I'm like, oh, okay. And it's grown into this wonderful um, project that I still feel is going to grow even more. So definitely pay attention to what's in your heart. Thank you very much. And thank Mm -hmm. you very much for coming to speak to us today. If people would like to hear more from you or to support your foundation, where can they go? So if they go to my website, thegoodeggs.org, they will see all my social media links there. They will see all the tabs. They can click on the books tab and there'll be a purchase button that goes right to the Amazon page. So um, they can read all about the foundation. They can see pictures of the eggings that we've done with little captions to help them see what the organization's about. All kinds of things are on my website. There's a media kit. If they want to become a member, it's free to become a member. They will have access to the videos. And I also have lesson plans to go with the videos. If a parent or teacher wanted to, you know, read that and there's some suggestions that they can do for each chapter in the book that they can do at home. So there's all kinds of fun things. I have a children's podcast for kids. So kids can listen to the book as well. And there's also um, a little playlist that the eggs recommend. So there's all kinds of fun things on there. So yeah, thegoodeggs.org is where you will find everything. Fantastic. Thank you very much, Sandy, for coming to speak to us. Uh, And I hope that people go over and have a look at your website. Thank you, Rosie, so much for having me. I truly appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening. You can hear more from Sandy on her website. I'll leave a link in the description. If you want to suggest or submit a short story or a subject you'd like us to cover, then contact us through our Facebook or Twitter and subscribe if you would like to hear more. This has been a Yorick Radio production. <laughs>